is 2.15 p.m. Sunday, December 13th, 2020. Welcome to the Yang Gang Roundtable, a basic income advocacy podcast. I have with me Ariel, Faye Doni, Faye Koo, Sheridan. My name is Shale, and our guest is Michael Louder. I hope I pronounced your last name correctly. It's Louder, not Loader. Yes, I got it. All right, yeah, thank you. So, you nice. welcome to the show. It's good to meet you. I think nice he's technically be been you, on our show before, right? Has he? Well, not as a guest, but yeah, I've been on. Okay, have you? I think you were on like in a in a moving car, if I recall. Probably. Okay. Yeah, they, <laughs> okay, that's the sense, the vague sense I have. So, well, welcome back. How you doing? Can't complain. I woke up. It's got to count for something, right? I also woke up, and whatever it counts for, yeah, it counts for, for in me. Twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe we, we only have yeah. we only have like nineteen days until the end of this insane year? And we got year. next insane year right after it. <laughs> there you go. There it you feels go. like this year has been what five, ten years already. Yeah, in <laughs> a ten year year, all wrapped into one. One thing Yang says was, uh, I, I, you was know, there can be funny. ten years of progress in ten weeks sometimes, and then there can be ten years where there's nothing I, I, progress. Right. Well, random thing that I it always reminded me. A mm-hmm. uh, random thing I heard on Colbert's show was that uh, Pantone has picked the color of the year, mm-hmm. and this year it's going to be two colors. What? <laughs> the two colors were something like, yeah, it was some type of gray, and another color called Illuminant, <laughs> or Illuminant. Yeah. You know, you know, I think like, like it's funny because that when I always saw 2020, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's going to be just like that TV documentary 2020. You know, this is 2020. Like, you, you, you know, you, you ever watched, you know, that's, that's named like, for the three 20 minute segments that make up an, the hour long program, not, not a date. It's three. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 2020 yeah, is made yeah, of three yeah, 20 but, minute but, segments, right? So 2020, 20. Yeah, that's tw- yeah. anyway. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. Anyway, yeah. how is it? The two colors special on the year. Those two colors were supposed to represent people's like feelings going into uh, twenty. You know, the next year. But some people are just feeling very gray and just like no more of this. You know. And other people are actually feeling well, kind of I helpful. mean, the thing is, like, every year, you know, the, the Times Square drop ball thing, I'm like, I, I wouldn't want to do that. Like, I heard that some people, like, have to wear diapers or something, or, like, they're out in the freezing cold. They're just, like, screaming their heads off and, like... Oh, you're like, talking about they, going to Times Square? Can't, you can't move. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't move anywhere. Everybody's Nobody, like, yeah, like, do people actually uh, I'm from that? New York, like, and I've never done it. I don't know. I don't know. It's a tourist thing. It, yeah, yeah. It's just, and everybody just goes, Whoa! It's like thing, and I'm like, oh, this again. Every year, they do this. Like, I don't care. It's kind of like the Polar Express out here, where nobody can ride it from here, because it costs you, like, $100 per person, mm-hmm. whether you're a child or an adult, just to do no this reason. Polar Express, like, 30-minute train ride. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, I, I wanted to ask some questions to uh, Michael. Um, so, um, like, I'm remembering you saying that, uh, you are like, um, you know, you helps with, uh, truckers for Yang kind of like alongside them. Right. Or whatever. You, you drove a truck, right. Also, um, mm-hmm. uh, I was and- actually driving a, uh, transport vehicle. It wasn't quite an 18 wheeler, but, uh, I was only like five foot short of one. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, to me, it's probably the same thing, right? Like, do you have a ginormous boat that's barely a yacht? Okay, that's kind of what it looks like to me, okay? <laughs> like, 
know, it's a Ram 3500 with about a 45-foot trailer. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, but you're also, like, good with networking within the gang gang, correct? Like, you know a lot. Yeah, I've been known to have a little bit of uh, uh, the ability to talk to folks and catch people's <laughs> attention. <laughs> right. Uh, cool. Well, um, so there's some projects that um, uh, I'm trying to start out here in um, Fort Deposit, uh, in Alabama, because um, that's where I broke down. I don't know if you've followed at all my story. Um, yeah, but... I saw what was going on there. Okay. I'm glad yeah. you found some housing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's been an update on that that I've missed. <laughs> no, no, uh, I, I have temporary housing for a few days. Um, and then I actually might be able to get um, uh, more steady housing. Uh, there seems to be a couple people wanting to help me figure that out uh, that are locals. And so that's promising. Um, but uh, I guess um, what I'm trying to do uh, is get like a um, uh, UBI pilot started in Fort Deposit. And I think we can pull it off um, because of like uh, Jack Dorsey of um, Twitter donating money to more UBI pilots, right? Uh, but like this, the foundation of this town is crumbling. Like they don't even have a foundation. Um, and so, you know, in my mind, we would almost need like some semi trucks full of equipment and other supplies to come out this way. And um, I just, I was curious, like with the kind of resources available to you and the people you know and stuff like that, do you think that's something possible? And if so, how could we pull that off? If that makes sense, what I'm even asking. Well, I think what you're asking is, is, is if we could start a UBI pilot in that town? Well, I think we can do the UBI pilot, but I, um, but what I'm talking about is like once they get that foundation, I think they need additional resources coming in this way. Um, but I think that requires um, teams of people kind of organizing to bring some of the foundational supplies out this way. Um, uh, and, you know, like, uh, but also networking and getting that kind of thing arranged, you know, of like, maybe it be um, uh, equipment to fix roads or, you know, and this might not even be your specialty, right? <laughs> Anyone else can chime in, right? But, I mean, the, I, these are things that need to be done. Some of these buildings need to be torn down and replaced. Um, like, some of these buildings look condemned, but they're still being operated out of, right? That's concerning to me. <laughs> um, but, like... Well, the uh, good thing, I'm, I would say, is, is the, uh, the Yang Gang's pretty diverse. And, I mean, I'm more than willing to help out, to reach out, to uh, see who might have some resources available for that. I personally don't. <laughs> That's for sure. But uh, I'd be more than willing to try and help out with that and see if I can help find people uh, that would be willing to, to do something like that. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't have a crystal ball in the back pocket or anything, but <laughs> of course, uh, I'd be more than willing to give that a try. To be honest, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, right? Like, not at all. I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to try something. Something has to be tried. Um, <laughs> but, like, uh, you know, I think, um, like... The truckers for Yang, um, when they wrapped their trucks, like, uh, the the stuff inside was just what they were delivering, correct? Like, it wasn't related to Andrew Yang's campaign directly, what was inside of them, right? Like, well, what was inside of them, as far as I understand, I mean, I wasn't directly involved with Fred's, uh, Mr. Ramey's uh, outfit there, but from what I understand, they were just running loads out of those trailers. They just happened to be wrapped in advertising for Yang. 
Okay. Okay. That's yeah. fine. I, I, you, <laughs> other people know more about what happened, like with that, like little yeah. group. So yeah. <laughs> it's worth asking. Um, Definitely. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, other people can chime in too. <laughs> Ideas. Sure. Or questions, comments, concerns. <laughs> so, so, Michael, when when did you he- first hear about like Andrew Yang and everything he was like doing, and what got you on board? Uh, that would have been the same week the Joe Rogan podcast came out. Uh, within just hearing it, it was like a little uncanny hearing somebody that sounded real. <laughs> uh, that was claiming to be a uh, you know someone trying to be a politician and they actually were making sense and giving out actual real solutions and policy ideas and, and, you know, things other than, you know, platitudes and, you know. uh, It's rare for a politician to make sense. Yeah, rare for that. So I was like, wait a minute. Okay. (laughs) And I did a little research on him. Within two hours, I was one of the first uh, 60,000 donors to his campaign so he could make the campaign stage. Yeah. So, so, so Mike, you, you are bit. a trucker? No, okay. you uh, are. I was, oh, no. I was transporting cars, and I was just using a regular Dodge truck that happened to be able to haul a lot of weight. But the trailer was like forty-five mm, foot long, okay. so I would haul three or four vehicles at a time. And I pulled truckers' hours. I was under the same rules as them, as far mm. as I could only drive so many hours a day, and I had to take breaks within a certain amount of time. And uh, mm. I could only, you know, run 70 hours a week and whatnot. Mm. But yeah, yeah mine as well have been a trucker. I just didn't have the sleeper cap. <laughs> How do you think so, that? So like, what? Oh, go ahead, Arrow. What, what was your job called? Uh, uh, I was a, I was a car. I was a transporter. I transported cars, oh. vehicles. Oh, okay, okay. From one side of the okay, country ahead, to the Jake. other. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay, okay. Got it, got it. So Wait, you want to say um, something? Or? Yeah, 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 that's fine. Um, so uh, yeah. how do you think, like, um, that kind of work is, like, in your opinion, uh, going to be affected by automation and stuff? Like, have you seen it'll any- probably be It'll probably be one of the last ones affected, uh, but it'll definitely get affected because there's a lot of uh, not just larger trucks uh, that would definitely be CDL drivers. Uh, that would be uh, getting the boot. But you'd still need somebody to load the cars off and on. But as far as driving the stuff around, it'll get affected, but it'll probably be one of the later jobs affected by that automation, to be quite honest. It's definitely going bye-bye. <laughs> I'm no your fool. Particular, your particular kind of work was uh, was very physical, as I understood it. Yeah, are you still I was driving and right now, or are you, trying to, are you trying to move into something else right now? Uh, no, I didn't go back to work for those folks. They weren't being, uh, they weren't completely on the up and up on, on many levels. And when I got out of it, I got out of it for a lot of different reasons, you know. Uh, but uh, I've got a couple of things in the fire, in the prime pan right now. A couple of different plans. I'll see which one falls, uh, which one uh, puts it together in front of me while I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, I've got uh, a business I started to where I can. Uh, uh, a freight, uh, a freight broker, uh, freight brokership, basically. I've got to work on the last step of that to to get the uh, bond together so that I can start doing it. But I've got about half of it, 
it's almost a seven thousand dollar bond that I got to have. But uh, I got about half of it. I just got to find the other half within a sh- certain amount of time, and I could start that up. Uh, I got a couple other ideas that that'll that'll work. <laughs> I just uh, not been one to go work for minimum wage. That's usually not um that's not a not an option for me. I've worked for myself or for commission since I was like 19 years old. So yeah, <laughs> I'm 44 now, and I didn't plan on going back to punching the clock for you know seven or eight bucks an hour. Are you, are you still looking for funding for for the new business? I've got some feelers out there. Uh, it'd be nice if I could find another uh, another person willing to uh, help out with that, and I would definitely make it an investment situation for them and make it worth their while. It definitely wouldn't take very long to pay that back out either. But like I said, right at, at this moment, uh, the best uh, offer I've got was for my bond would have, been, uh, which is a seventy-five thousand dollars bond. Best offer I've gotten on it would have been sixty-seven fifty that I have to put down. A lot of our listeners probably don't know about this new business. Maybe you could start more from the beginning of, you know, what type of business it is and how did you um, get into this? It's a freight brokerage. Basically, uh, I match up people that need to ship things with people that can ship them <laughs> and then take a fee out of it. It's a pretty wide open market. Usually I can make around 10 to 20% of whatever, uh, whatever the shipper is willing to pay the carrier. So I'm, I'm basically, I'd be a middleman. There's a, it's about, it's, you know, at least 90% of the stuff that gets shipped around, there's a broken So you did quite a bit of research before getting into it and you thought that it would um, work out. So you did, um, you took a, a number of steps already towards that direction. Yeah. Yeah, I've already got my LLC set up. Uh, I went through the uh, Federal Motor Carrier Association to get my uh, nope, I see why huh. uh, to get my uh, DOT number and my motor carrier authority. To activate that, I need the bond. Okay, but I already have all those things done. When I did all my research, uh, I, I wasn't. I was under the impression that I'd be able to get some sort of a quarterly rate and be able to spend somewhere between nine hundred and two thousand dollars. Uh, on on a bond, but apparently during COVID, uh, since COVID hit, uh, companies stopped offering those options, and they're only doing yearly uh, yearly situations, and that's why uh, they're asking me for sixty seven. <laughs> uh, a few of them are asking me for quite a bit more than that, eight or nine thousand dollars. But the best one I've found so far is about sixty seven fifty. So basically, this a- bond is a requirement for opening up your business, um, and it's only used when, if there's something that goes wrong, it would cover any sort of um, any sort of damages or things like that. Or what does the bond do? The only thing uh, that it's that it's usable for is if, per se, I was to not pay a truck driver for delivering a load. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For so, if for some reason I didn't pay a truck driver that delivered a load. Then uh, they could file. They could file a claim against my bond. But I'll be using a factoring company anyways. That, that's a that's a company that's going to take responsibility to wait for the shipper to pay because usually they take like thirty days to pay or so, and they give me access to uh, to that money right away within twenty four to forty eight hours generally for a small percentage. And that way I can go ahead and pay my uh, carry that took the load out. 
so that I'm not sitting there waiting for a month and then paying them a week, uh, you know, a week later, or a few days later, whatever it takes for the check to clear. A bond you know like I mean? this, yeah, a bond like this seems to be very common as, as a requirement to open lots of different types of businesses. Like if you were a contractor, or if you mm. were um, starting a, um, even if you were selling vehicles, you know, uh, people who sell vehicles have to buy a bond uh, in order to yeah. start their business, and so this is a very common requirement. And um, if you had uh, the bond ready to go, then what makes you think that you'll you will really succeed at this business? Well, I mean, honestly, I've got about 25 years in, in direct sales, and that's pretty much all that bus- this business is, is um, trying to get people to, it's not really trying, it's making people believe that you can take care of their needs. Somebody needs to get something shipped to the other side of the country. I need to be able to do that. So I match them up with a, with a, a truck driver or a carrier that can do that. For me. Okay. Um, as long as I'm taking care of business and making sure that things run smoothly, they repeat business with me and so on. And then it becomes more of a residual situation. And it's not one load that I'm, that a customer's given me. It's several over time. And it, that kind of stuff adds up relatively quick, to be quite honest. And this so, kind of um, this this brokerage, a really good brokerage, is important for the truck drivers because that's how they get paid well. If they have a good broker, if they have a bad broker, they may not get you know as many um, trips, or they may not be scheduled correctly, or things like that. Or right, definitely, if they if they they definitely need uh, access to loads. Okay, and that can be through brokers directly or through load boards, which those loads are put up there by brokers. So they either need to have some, have some cultivated relationships with some brokers or directly with shippers, which is even tougher <laughs> for them because they've got a limited time schedule. Most of them really don't want to deal with setting up all their loads and whatnot. So it's nice uh, for a lot of drivers to be able to just, especially the ones that are owner operators, to be able to go ahead and just, uh, you know, be in relationships with brokers so that they can have steady loads. And uh, one of the greatest things about, um, about Fred uh, Ramey's, um, you know, uh, job that allowed him to Mm -hmm. do all of these uh, crazy things he did during the Yang gang uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, period was, uh, you know, he had really good boss who had, and they have very good um, and they are very good brokerage over there. So, He's able to basically pick and choose where he wants to go and still get paid right. while he's doing his right. while he's doing uh, his pet project of getting Andrew Yang elected. So um, <laughs> definitely, Truckers for Yang is all about the the great broker. So that's for sure. That's for sure. As long as you're doing good business and not you know leaving any details out, making sure you're taking care of both the shipper and the and and the carrier, you're, you're doing you're going to do all right. I've done, I've done a lot of research on this. It took a couple of months and, and sat down and looked into this before I pulled the trigger on it. I just wish that my research would have told me that COVID changed everything as far as getting a bond was concerned. <laughs> That's crazy how much this like pandemic, it's crazy how much this pandemic has affected businesses and the normal operations of what you anticipated, right? So people who mm-hmm. might have done research, you know, uh, maybe like, a year ago, that's like not even applicable anymore. Because uh, of no, no, definitely not. Uh, uh, a fair amount of it would be, but if, if, if they're looking for a bond, it's definitely not going to tell them that. 
A lot of different things have been changing, but uh, the bond covers a situation which I think is uh, something that was covered in one of Yang's, uh, Andrew Yang's policies. Uh, I think he had a policy where, where he was hoping to change the rules of our country so that big businesses can't withhold money that is owed to smaller businesses, which, which they do. You know, because they're the bigger company, they can say, well, we'll pay you in 30 days. Just send us the invoice. And then for those 30 days, the smaller corporation, the small company has to actually struggle and, you know, wait for that money and just expect that, yeah, of course, the bigger corporation is going to come, come through with it eventually. But, you know, that 30-day float, it's like small, small corporations are forced to give it. They can't, they don't have any choice if they want to do business with a big company. Right. And that bond just raised in the last couple of years. It used to be a $10,000 bond and now it's a $75,000 bond. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Why do you they, think it increased that much? That's incredible. I'm not sure the exact reason why, but about the same time they started forcing a, a carriers to use electronic logbooks, that same thing ended up happening. I'm not sure exactly why. I don't see how somebody could not pay uh, a company $75,000 for delivering loads, but uh, or more than ten. I don't see how a relationship would go on long enough to owe somebody $10,000 for delivering your loads. <laughs> but apparently uh, they saw a need or they wanted to raise the barrier of entry. One or the other. Well, not only is um, these types of laws, I think, generally get passed because there are giant corporations that lobby Congress to get laws passed. Just like Amazon yeah. went to, uh, Amazon came to Texas and tried to get Texas to pass a law that would um, make Stealing packages from the porch, a felony offense. And just think mm -hmm. about that. I mean, kids could just see a totally bike-shaped box sitting right there in front of your porch. And you're saying nobody's going to go touch that box just because it's on your porch. And if they do touch it, then all of a sudden they've got a felony. So where are we uh, – this seems like a flawed business model to me, right? Like Amazon shouldn't be just leaving packages shaped like a TV on your porch, Right. But uh, <laughs> I mean, who thought that was a good idea? Back in the day, we had cash on delivery and, you know, you would exchange the item as you exchange the cash. It was totally, you know, upfront. And nowadays we don't want to pay somebody to bring that thing to you and take the money. So we've got this weird system, you know, packages just get left. And then we expect the local police to pick up that extra, you know, burden now, this new burden of enforcing and policing this thing. And and then we want to put it onto the criminal justice system to take care of a felony when it could have been just a simple misdemeanor because the item wasn't that expensive, you know? And so anyway, um, just, I think the reason that we never get the laws passed that we want is because we're just not strong enough. When you, when you see the, the giant corporations are able to get together and buy themselves a lobbyist. So yeah, we don't have the lobbyists and, and, uh, and the coordination and well, necessary to. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I do want to bring some hope to this because uh, capitalism is so fantastic. There is good lobbyist organizations out there that take crowdfunding donations to fund causes. Um, right. I think uh, even AmericanLobbyists.com is one of the biggest ones. So, so they so exist. You, <laughs> they just when don't you have say money. Causes, give me an example of the causes they go towards. So it's it's incredibly specific. Uh, each bill uh, actually does have a lot of detail, um, and it's only uh, as a lawyer will accept it if it gets funded. So it's almost like a reverse Kickstarter. 
where there's a bunch of options and lawyers can pick it up and say, yeah, if it gets funded, I'll do this. That's kind of the problem right now is there's not enough money to entice the talent to actually do this. So, so I, I noticed like any time I come across a stressor, it's generally because there's no money to pull off something, right? Like that's simply what it boils down to pulling off this thing in this town money, you know, uh, trying to fix my truck money, you know, like, and it's like, if it wasn't so like, that's why I'm so for UBI, right? Like we could literally just, even if we had to crowdfund, right. People could actually afford it because they're already getting their basic needs met. Right. And then like, you know, their work might actually, uh, contribute to personal projects and stuff. Um, as I was driving around Greenville today, like, you know, um, they also have buildings in decay as well. Right. Um, as close, really close to their city hall even. Right. I think that's what it was called. Um, but like, uh, Regardless, it just looks like somebody like might have built this beautiful house, right? It's got great architecture and everything, but it looks like their dreams just for me for a little bit. Me? Oh, I'm sorry, I thought I was oh. muted. No, <laughs> uh, else there. oops. <laughs> no worries. Okay, uh, but but the the building looked like their dreams died, right? They couldn't keep it up. They couldn't keep this beautiful house beautiful because they couldn't afford to, right? Like small little repairs. Uh, you know, maybe you have a leak in your roof and the next thing you know, you have a caved in house, just like Jacqueline, right? And she was talking about how she still needed to live mm-hmm. in this house where the roof was caved in. That's not okay, but people still have to live somewhere, right? And that's their home. They're attached to it, but they can't even afford those repairs, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, especially if they have to choose if they're eating something, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so definitely. It- well, it's, it's, it's the thing. It's like you save on the back end by taking care of everything up front. It's like you don't plant a seed, ask it to become like a tree first, and then say you're going to water it. That just seems what we do with people in cities. We say we're, we're going to give you money after like everything has like rotted and decayed and became thing. And sometimes not even then. But it's like if you would have just taken care of like the essentials in the first place, then, it, you know, there would be in a better position to get more after that. It's it's crazy because it's like first. Well, the thing is, is like even to show up for a job interview, uh, you need like a resume, which you're going to have to print out. You need a computer then to like type it up. Then you need a printer and then you need like, you know, good clothes. And then you need, you even need like a social security uh, card and a driver's license, which also costs money. So all those things like cost money, but it's like, oh no, we just can't give you the money. But then it's like, then I can't get that job to start making the money. I need to get these things. It's really, really stupid. You know, and then think about, but homeless services do try to cover that, right? Some of these homeless services, mm-hmm. but that's based on donations. That's based on how much money right. you're getting in. Uh, but even that. But but that's like kind of degrading. Has, not every ha- town even has homeless services, right? And then maybe, right. uh, you know, maybe you go to your church to fill these needs, right? But what if you're not religious? What if it's like 
uh, one of these right. culty kind of churches, which do exist. I've been in some, right? <laughs> like, or at least um, uh, fear-based. And maybe you don't want to go to that church and you don't want to be reliant on that. Maybe kind of you're thing. not even Christian. Maybe you're Jewish yeah. and there are no synagogues in your town. Exactly. Maybe and then moment. what are you supposed to do? You're forced yeah. to be like exposed to something that you don't really want to be exposed to. Right. Right. Or, yeah. And, and then that takes away your time. Right. And, and it, 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 without UBI, uh, I'm saying it's a very coercive culture. Cause yeah. when, when you don't ever, everything is like coerced because it's like, like where else you're going to go. And if you don't like it, it's either our way or the highway, because if you want your basic needs met, you're going to have to do what we, you know, we tell you or else we won't like you. Whereas the UBI is just like here, this is, this is your autonomy. This is like, I like, like that verbiage. I want to say, let's remember yeah. that without UBI, it's a very coercive culture. Let's, that's a very good turn of phrase, Ariel. I like that. Thanks. Yeah. Well, it's true. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we, we think coercion is so bad. We think consent is like a good thing, but when it comes to financial culture, that doesn't exist. I mean, like we, we, what we bail out all these, you know, wall street and company people to the tune of millions and sometimes even trillions. But when a person falls down on their luck, Hey, if some services in your community want you to force you to do stuff that you don't like, and you don't even want to do tough luck, buddy, that's it. You know what the it's, it's complete BS. I I don't know. What do you think? Michael? Go ahead. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Michael, I actually wanted to ask, uh, since you got to travel to different cities, like what kind of things did you see about these cities? Like were that were other ones falling apart that you came across or like Oh, all over the place. I was gonna say definitely all over the place. There's uh, more cities more cities and towns that need help than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> Way more than that don't. <laughs> For sure. It's it's not e- the ratio is not even fine. Michael, where are you based uh, out of? Well, currently I'm out of t- I'm I'm living in Texas, right? Oh, okay, like Austin area, Houston, uh, around Houston. I'm in Pasadena. Oh, okay. I don't think there's they have like, a problem there. <laughs> I don't think there's an American in the, in the continental oh. United States who could who doesn't have an economic ghost town uh, I, within like I, a day I, of them. You know, everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. In fact. New Mexico. I, I asked if they had a problem there, Houston. New Mexico a problem? Has- no, Houston? I mean, yeah, you know, Houston. Everywhere has problems, problems man. Everywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's yeah. a serious homeless situation out here, all kinds of things and whatnot. So, yeah, definitely. Houston does have and- a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Along with all these other cities. Yeah. Could you paint like it? Everywhere does. Could you paint hmm? the yeah. imagery of these cities that you come across that were falling apart? And what percentage do you think of them, uh, um, like, really desperately need help? Like, how close to dead cities um, have you come across? Anything under anything under 50,000 is, uh, any cities under 50,000 folks are definitely really getting bad. It's hard to even get a Walmart in town with 50,000 people. You usually need 100,000 people in a certain radius to get a Walmart. You know, that, that's interesting you say that because like mom and pop stores, you don't even need that many, right? Like, but like, uh, but it requires a certain population to even have a Walmart. That's interesting to me. But I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it does. It requires a certain population to have a Walmart. 
but I but, mean, but when you roll he, through Main Street, people just have to drive out to go get them. Your Main Streets in these little towns that can't have one are still closed. Right. Because you're driving but, 50, but I'm, 60 I'm, miles to go find one anyways. I'm thinking like like Amazon is delivering to these small places too, and people still order yeah. off of it. You Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Here's the problem I see though. It, it's just one way activity. There's there's money to be spent like online and through big places, but none of that money recycles back. It's just coming out with none coming in, and that's not sustainable. And you can't have that. So when 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 you have these like big guys, you 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 can only consume, but you can't uh create or manufacture or do it. Then you're just like getting the life sucked out of you, right? Like it's like when when it's only consumerism, but then where are the jobs? Because what you're consuming, they're they're all headquartered in these big cities, and all the life of like the money that people consume with like goes over to them, but nothing ever recycles back. So eventually, like of course you're gonna get this. So something I I witnessed here in Fort Deposit was like right off the highway, there's two convenience stores and a pecan store. Okay. I went into the pecan store and it was full of all these cute little trinkets. You know, they actually like, um, did, uh, you know, uh, the, the work on the pecans to candy it or whatever in the back. Right. And then I was like walking, I was like, oh, this is a white owned business. You know, it's got white faces everywhere on the walls. And then, you know, it's the African-Americans. I might have seen like one or two white people working there. Right. But I like asked the cashier, I was like, how much of this stuff is locally brought in? They're like, well, we do the pecans here. I was like, well, what about this entire store uh, of stuff? And they're like, oh, yeah, I think most of that's like brought in. I was like, "Okay, so not a lot of it's local. Um, and then I, you know, the other thing was, I was like, well, you know, do you live in this town? It was a white woman I was talking to. Right. And she's like, oh no, I, I I live about 20 minutes away. I was like, okay, so the job isn't even going to the people of the city. Okay, cool. Right. Um, but then, uh, it, it was just fascinating because it like is a gross misrepresentation of what this town actually is. Right. Oh. It looks like this town is successful because it's got all these beautiful trinkets. It's got this pawn store. Look how great we're doing. And then you go into the city and you see tons of buildings with like holes in the roofs. We, we, we got some, uh, we got some, um, uh, commenters, one on a uh, computer carnage. UBI doesn't work in our modern world. I asked him, like, why? Where's your evidence? And Kumi Worm 666, Amazon, more like cringe. See you in the comments, but we're glad you're thinking. Even if you disagree with us, we'd like to know why. Like, it's, it's fine that you think it doesn't work, but where, where's so your There's so much evidence? data that says it does <laughs> that it's not even funny. I, I argue. Yeah. Such yeah. a more basic level. It's right. one person's spending is another's income. That's the function of our economy. So just giving people money means we have more income, even if it gets taxed a little bit more. Yeah. So someone who is anybody monitoring the YouTube chat? Should I do that too? I think the crickets mean no. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. Okay. It's okay. I can. I'm on it. I, I have some good computer power here. I can just jump here and jump there. But but this is good. Like we want we want this because we don't want to be in our echo chamber. If somebody if you people can disagree and that's fine. It's like 
where's your substance? Because a lot of what we're seeing now, especially with tr- like the Democrats and the Republicans, it's just these like a like a scream fest. It's like, ah, okay, I'm going back to my echo chamber. You disagree with me? Ah, I'm going back to my echo chamber. That's not going to work. We need to like you know compare notes if we agree. Or definitely bring more than the Finland study, please. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the, other thing, the other thing we must consider is okay. If you have issues with this UBI and you have legit reasons, right? Well, we still need UBI. So that means we need to be able to incorporate your concerns into a solution, right? Right. We are open to these ideas. And and what does doesn't work mean, right? It's like, it's like what the, the, the people being happier and healthier and enjoying life more is a bad thing to you because what's your definition of work and doesn't work, right? It's, it's like, you can't just, well, I, I will uh, play contrarian uh, a little bit here, Ariel, a couple of weeks ago, a billionaire uh, commented that uh, we could solve the retirement crisis and make everyone a millionaire by the time they retire. By having right. a government program that costs about 150 billion a year, investing about okay. 7,000 into every single newborn that is born okay. into the financial markets and creating right. Their but the but the pay. problem I have with like uh, that Sheridan is like like not doing a UBI and doing that. Or, but if we do the UBI too, I'm fine with it. But like putting that, it's like it's like oh, you only have access to the money until you're 55. Well, Faye's not 55, and she needs that money right now in this predicament. You know what I'm talking That's about? That's exactly what I was about to mention. It's great for the financial markets, and it's great for building paper wealth. But unfortunately, we need real wealth to grow in tandem with our financial markets. Yeah. Otherwise, and, and it's look just at a this. Look at how disgusting this is. Because of these crises, you know, there was a back in time where when you had a savings account, that actually meant something. Yeah, at least like, like, um, uh, let me ask Michael, did, have you ever opened a savings account? Oh, I've opened it, but I was raised in poverty, my friend. My, my family of four when I was a kid was uh, living off of eight bucks an hour. And my mom was a nurse when I was in high school. Okay. okay. I know All right. That. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, okay, okay. Nurse, I, I heard allowed to be a nurse is <laughs> a professional. Yeah, that should that's, be paid. They get paid quite a bit more now, but they still haven't had their wages uh, uh, moved the way they should, I, I, like I want, everybody else. I want to read more uh, comments. Uh, the, the Trumper for Yang is commenting. It's called the dishonesty bond comment practice. That policy shows Andrew's understanding of the small business environment. Oftentimes, larger companies can place a small on a net 30 or even a net 45. Very difficult yeah. to operate. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got it. You got to tell us what that means. But hang on. Let me read more comments. Devin Rosh. What's up, Mike? Is Devin your friend, Mike? Yeah, no? Devin was in Iowa. He's still in Iowa. He was one of the... Uh, one of the uh, uh, organizers like myself. Oh, nice, nice, excellent, yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah. What that and means is what what uh, what uh, Faye was talking about earlier, uh, where uh, people they're putting up different barriers to entry to weasel out weasel out smaller people so that the bigger companies can get things done. Putting them on terrible, a, uh, not paying them yeah. for thirty or forty five days. When when they can actually pay why out is right that even then, legal? When the loads oh. delivered, 
you know, I, I, that, I that, that should be that. look, look. He and, and here's here's the hey, bullshit. Just, just I, I go ahead. Yeah, I, I just uh, want to make. Yeah, there's one other comment I wanted to make about uh, uh, the small business ecosystem, but I'll make this one first to that person who was saying uh, that Yang doesn't understand. I want to remind that person there was a hundred and forty policies that Yang supported, and one of them included making this practice illegal, so that yep. companies. Oh, okay. No, no. Yeah, th- this this is what I want to hit on. This is very important. Like when when you make a financial mistake, you're hit with like interests, penalties, fees service charges, you name it. They'll stack all this stuff on, right? To mm-hmm. to like, you make a little mistake. When the big guys make a mistake, we're so sorry. We made a mistake. We know we value your time, blah, blah, blah. It's all lip service. But they, they never owe you more money. They never they never give, when, when, when your boss or your companies are late to pay you, you can't hit them with a service charge. You can't say you gave me my money late. You owe me more. You can do it. It's a one-way street. Dude, and the, most the people are on, they're like counting the days till their paycheck, right? And then by the right. time that yeah. paycheck goes up, it, or, or, it, they're like, wait. They may have owed their shit. credit card, they, but their paycheck came late, so they owe more on their credit card, right? So so this is what I'm saying. It's it's completely unfair. It's, it's, it's shockingly unfair that they can hit you with all these penalties legally and and stuff like that but when it's the other way around when they make the mistake they just say sorry that's it but like they don't have to they don't have to pay you more they don't have to give you a discount unless on the the kindness of their hearts but nothing is legally baked into the system for these people to get consequences but when it's the consumer or and us it's all baked into the system it's a rigged game it's a rigged game I also want to add a little nuance to that. It's only a rigged game if you actually manage it onto public markets and into the corrupt uh, networks where you can bribe these officials out of the way. It's very expensive to do this, but often when you're playing at this big game, you're delivering to billions of people. So you're making a handsome profit. Is it okay if I put the um, invite people thing in the uh, like we did before in the uh, Twitch? discord well, actually i want to uh, say bye to uh, michael and to the uh, podcast i have to actually start uh, trimming i'm going to be in trim jail for the day so well, uh, thanks for coming good seeing you thanks for coming on today it's always fun talk to you soon i'm good actually luck. going to message you later mike good. because i might be able to help with that bond thing i'd like to talk about the details later okay all right uh you can definitely reach out to me uh on at least on twitter uh you should see uh it used to probably you probably be easiest to find me there if, since we're talking on like across the internet right now. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah. thanks again. It was great talking with all you guys and have a great day. Bye. Uh, to answer, answer your question, Ariel. Yeah, that's oh. fine. You can go ahead and put the link. Yeah. So um oh. for people who uh, okay. who know me a little bit, uh you know that I like to speak and talk in, in terms of movies because I find movies to be uh, something you can watch, you know, in a short time, relatively short time, uh, enjoy it. And then, you know, there's a lot to think about and uh, it, it makes it easier to have a conversation about certain things. There's a really interesting movie that is hard to find nowadays, but it's called Rosalie Goes Shopping. And it's a film by uh, Percy Adlon from ages ago. And um, Rosalie Goes Shopping, I think the uh, 
like the um what do you call it the um subtitle or or you know subcontext is something like if you owe the bank you know like a hundred dollars it's or it's if you owe the bank like a thousand dollars it's your problem right but if you owe the bank a million dollars now it's the bank's problem <laughs> right and so well it's, it's the china and u.s china you know go ahead well, I, I think John Paul Getty because was we actually owe, credited with saying something like that originally. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. He was, so, uh, someone told me the same thing, right? Say, say because because it said that that like like we owe so much to China now that it's like that we kind of own them because all this stuff is with us. That's what someone told me. Go ahead, Faye. No, I, I mean it's it's great. It's I mean if you guys get a chance yeah. to watch this movie, it was about um, a, a, a lady who was a mom of many children. And she had an American husband, but she was an immigrant. So she was like German or something like that. And she um, she just found a way to keep borrowing money. And every time she needed something for, you know, her husband wasn't going to have enough. So she would just go out and borrow it. And she just kept borrowing and borrowing until it snowballed into where she she had borrowed so much money eventually that, you know, the bank couldn't do anything with her. You know, she was now like a business maven. <laughs> it's just really, uh, you know, it's like that's the, that's the American dream, I think. The ultimate, you know. Immigrant made good. I mean, Faye, you're 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 right because um, like when you work in retail, they keep encouraging you to get the customers to like uh get on a plan, like uh like a payment plan, payment plan. They can't afford payment plan, payment plan everywhere, payment plan. Yeah, and it's all just like accruing debt and credit and like all this stuff and 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 putting in their social security numbers and like clicking this and clicking that and then. Interest. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like a, like a, it, that's why like our whole like economy is like this house of cards, casino, credit default swaps, and all this stuff. It like encourages no responsibility, recklessness, and all this stuff. And we have the nerve to say that oh, those people are reckless with their money. You know how reckless a lot of like you know people who have tons of money are when they keep like juggling and putting it here and putting it there and not even like caring and it's it's not fair that that the people who are struggling we we pass judgment on to them but the people who created this mess were like oh get out of jail free card i don't know it's 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 weird i i think it's it, it just it just you know we we have to give credit where credit is due but we also have to put blame on where blame is due and uh, we have to like raise our accountability standards for a lot of people and things like that. But it's like uh, that particular um, example is one way in which a simple person without a lot of stuff to to start out with, you know, can, she borrows her way into basically doing her own business and then becoming like, you know, just one of the boys, you know, uh, one of the, one of the people who can enjoy that kind of privilege when people, when you, when you owe the bank, Right a million dollars and they can't get their money out of you. They have a strong incentive to continue supporting you until you, until you make it good. Right. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, Tr- Trumper for Yank says easy monthly payments is the eventual death of your financial independence. So, so Faye, what you're talking about for sounds sure. like sunk cost fallacy. Is that what it, you're describing? It's not a fallacy because it's really how our, our, um, financial system works. People who are very wealthy often trade in a la- large amount of debt. And it happens also for farmers and ranchers who 
um, may own a lot of property, but they they may lose money this year or they may make a, a windfall this year. You know, it, it's so there's a huge amount of debt involved in order to finance these things. And when you borrow in order to, you know, uh, hold down a business like that, all of a sudden you're like, you know, everybody's a hero, right? You're you're like making it you're making the American dream come true. But if you're a consumer who borrows and you just um, have a lot of other uh, other types of debt, like a debt for your house that you can't pay or a debt for, um, you know, things that you need for your children, uh, you know, you're looked at as being irresponsible. And so so oh, it's yeah. like it's only like the tiniest sliver that is separating the two kinds of debt. Mm hmm. It's the American nightmare. It's not even the American dream right now. I mean, like what we got going on right now. But uh, yeah, I, I and I and I really like to thank uh, Trumper for Yang for coming in and commenting and stuff because, like, I see a lot of like left right Yang Yang dynamics now. We're like splintering and stuff. Let's not do that, please, please. Can we just concentrate on UBI and getting it passed and getting something done instead of like? throwing you know stuff at each other like we're five years old let's let's just let's just keep being friends let's let look once we get ubi passed left people and right people go right back to hating each other and calling people names and like doing all that stuff not now please enough i agree uh, ask him when he's coming okay. to our show ask, ask him when is he gonna come on <laughs> hey trump are you gonna come come on yeah don't be shy just Come on in if you want. I mean, I put I put the Discord link right there, but it's not a hyperlink. But you can't. I don't know. You can't click on it. Maybe you need to copy and paste their stuff. It, he's in the YouTube, so but I don't know. On on the on the Twitch, it's a hyperlink. On the YouTube one, it's not. But uh, that's all. Yeah, yeah that's all I got. Cool. <laughs> so she wrote. Yeah, but any anytime you want a T for Y podcast, you can come on and join us. Talk with us. Uh, you know, whatever you like. Open invitation. I mean, I mean, all we're trying to do is we're trying to bridge communication gaps. We're not trying to 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 destroy bridges. We're not trying to build walls. I know that was a big Trump thing, but like we're trying to tear. <laughs> we're trying to tear down like communication walls. Uh, how about how about that? It's it's like that's yeah. a good way to describe it. So so I like how Andrew Yang was focused on breaking down these types of barriers for for poor people to enter a new business, for a small business to grow. Um, I mean, a lot of the things that Republicans uh, supposedly, you know, are for, but um, they I don't see a lot of them really, you know, focusing on that kind of litigation. Right? They're not really helping to to break down these barriers. Um, like Andrew Yang wanted to make it easier for people to move from one state to another. That's a huge barrier for people to be able to, you know, move uh, to another state and continue doing what they already know how to do. But everywhere you go now, we've got these big corporations that are lobbying for more and more laws to be passed uh, yeah. that prevent people from being like, able to just easily like, move their professional like, license I wonder from one place to another. Let's say you got a country like Russia and like our is one part of Russia ha like if if you go from the eastern part of Russia to like the western part of Russia and you're a doctor like do you have to like do that all over again <laughs> like like relicense in like another province that's what I like same thing for China I mean um are are the same rules for like a uh, one province of like China to another like different if you're in any profession like that's what I like to know like yeah. Maybe it's not. I mean, no, maybe they, we're about you know. the only ones that don't that don't like to accept outside uh, 
We don't like yeah. to accept outside of the country doctors and nurses and lawyers. We don't like to, you know, uh, just give reciprocity between states. There's a uh, there's a number of states that give reciprocity on a lot of professions. Meaning, what that means is, is your license here is good here, okay? But uh-huh. there's definitely, it's definitely not. The way well, it should be. I would like Fuck. to chime in here. They like from out of state. Here. They're not one of us. <laughs> I would like to chime ahead, in here, Faith. though. Like, I, I literally have a Washington state driver's license. I have a South Dakota license plate. I had uh, um, California food stamps, right? Like, I would need this wherever I am, regardless of, like, what state I'm, like, claim to, right? We should have something that's oh. universal that, like, it doesn't matter if I move or not, right? Like, we really need to focus on having yeah. stuff like that. You know, but wait, I wait, we, we got a new... Go ahead. We got a new commenter, you guys. Sorry to interrupt you, Faye. In the YouTube, it says, In Canada, Trudeau lost the popular vote, but liberals didn't seem to care. Interesting how that works. And then he says, his name is A. Shu. It's like sneeze, like like the sound that you make. Yang put dudes on their knees and sprayed whipped cream in their mouths. That was the day that the Yang dude went down the tubes. Mm. I mean, are people really that petty? Like, like yeah. what is that? <laughs> that that is like, like people don't realize that that's actually that a trans- yeah, that's like, actually a tradition in Massachusetts. Yeah, <laughs> like, look, like, if if that is really your politics, shut up. Don't spread that. <laughs> don't put that idea out that that's normative. Don't put the idea that, out that it's okay to judge our leaders by a fucking like Facebook style frat style picture. Everybody has a picture where they're doing <laughs> something that looks stupid and can be taken out of context at a party. It's a human thing. It's fucking not a thing you can base well, judgment on at all. It's ridiculous. And if you go around like, oh, it. that's that's when I changed, I made my, or even if you're not, even if your position is, I'm smarter, but everybody else changed their mind, and that's why it's it's not okay when he did that. That's still stupid. Shut up. You're still wrong. Just don't think that. Oh. It's not accurate. Anyway, that, that's enough of that. Let me go on. Oh, we have another commenter. I think I think we're really getting something. Brian Mannix. Hey, folks. Hi, Brian. How you doing? Um, I know Brian like, from hi, our I Facebook, know. I think. Um, he's, nice. he's also been... Um, yeah, I think, the, I think we're, we're getting up the there, you guys. Uh, to the Yang Gang Report Live, I think. Mm-hmm. It's making me happy. We're getting some activity. Good. So yeah. I found Yang how large I, I corporations just, lobby Congress. Yep, very good. Tell, I just want to tell uh, for small businesses. I just want to tell a shoe something. So let's say that aliens could come from outer space and grant you any wish that you wanted. A million dollars, a mansion, like infinite trips around the world. And then you found out that like they're gay aliens that like to do anal. Would you say, I don't want my wish granted from you aliens because of, you know, your lifestyle, even if you could like, like help out my life. I, I don't agree with, you know, like, like, let's say a genie came out of a lamp and you found that he had like a gay, another gay sex partner in the lamp and it says I can grant you three wishes. And then you're like, no, I don't, I don't want your three wishes. Go back in your lap. <laughs> you're a gay genie. Like, like, would that, would that, you know, like, 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 I don't care. You, you see, that's the thing. It's like, is this going to help me or is this going to hurt me? What you want to do, how you want to have fun, how you want to live your life, that's for you to decide. But are your policies at the end of the day going to help my life or going to hurt my life? And if, whatever you do in your private time or whatever you want to put out there, that's fine. But like, thing, you, you see that, that's the way I think. So if but people see- really are that dumb. 
then go ahead. I don't care. I mean, I want to chime in here too, though. Like, I mean, I've been hanging out with these self-righteous people that, you know, have these kind of, like, I've, I've walked amongst them. I've talked to them. Um, what they do in their private time is nothing like what they like present to the world. If, if you're, you know, some successful businessman, right. Uh, you're mm-hmm. presenting one persona, right? But if, right. but I've I've seen you in your personal time, and you were nothing like you're presenting to the world. People are a, a lot of the times out of alignment with what they actually believe, right? Um, but it's for show. I met one person. He he was like, well, you know, I got this one girl who thinks I'm this one type of person. This other gal who thinks I'm this kind of person. And uh oh, we accidentally all ended up in the same like party what do i do right like they couldn't even like be in alignment right people like that a lot of the time they don't even realize what they have lost which is themselves you know people like that don't realize what's missing in their life like like they they develop psychological problems like why am i sad all the time what is wrong why am i listless why don't i know what to do it's because they have like completely sublimated their sense of self and what then their own like real feelings and thoughts and and needs and wishes and and uh that's very disturbing you know and like that guy the only thing that's going to really make him happy is isn't like is none of those none of those many pretends to be will do anything for him in the long run they'll like you know they will win him a sex partner in the short term and then after that he will be (laughs) unsatisfied and uh it's, it's, but like, he's not going to go there. He's not going to be like, but he's never going to just think, what do I want about me? What's the real right. me? Like, it's inaccessible well, uh, to people like that. And it's very sad. And, you know, it's very sad for them. He's hurting other yeah. people too. Well, yeah, it is. He's hurting everybody, but like nobody more than himself. That's like a, that's a real Michael, you're muted. thing. And like, we don't really have the language to talk about it. Do you get what I'm trying to convey? You know, it's a cultural issue. They're suppressed. Yeah, what you're saying, like completely, they, they like okay. well, they like yeah. suppress their own like uh, real feelings and needs. Needs. They become well, such actors. Be, be, they have so many characters they slip the culture, into, right? Yeah. Because they have such a performative life, they have so many characters they slip into. They lose their real feelings. They lose touch with them themselves. You know, and it, it becomes like a very disturbing thing. Anyway. Oh, oh, Brian is still uh, uh, doing uh, commenting. He's he's gonna help Yang become the mayor. That's where he wants to put all of his energy. And I'm just gonna send him an open invitation. Yeah, if you ever want to come here and talk about it, feel free to. And we got another comment from a chew. <laughs> Let's call him that. I wonder how much integrity you guys have when it comes to your ideology, or do you say absolutely anything to acquire more power? for your own political goals, no matter the sacrifice. No, we're, we're, we're just having an open discussion. I mean, this like... This isn't we, the GOP or the DNC. Sorry. Huh? <laughs> None of we're us have, uh, have delusions DNC. of grandeur here, do we? I mean, are we, yeah. are we uh, we're, supremely we're, we're powerful just, right now? Like, like, yeah, a chew. <laughs> like, we're, we're just trying to make the world a better place for people by having a freedom dividend so people don't, like, pe- hope, hopefully, you know, one day in this country, people don't, like, die of, like, uh, poverty, of, of, like, extreme poverty. How is that, uh, like, like, okay, just go, go, go well, ahead. Like, Ella, you want to come and chat with us? Come and chat with us. That's fine. We have a, we have a goal for our podcast to, um, get, the voices that are unheard um, on the air. And so if you feel so- that you're somebody whose viewpoint hasn't been considered, 
uh, and you feel like, you know, your only way of participating in this is to just make comments on the Internet or something like that, and it's not very satisfying, come and speak. You know, come and actually put yep. your face uh, on the screen, uh, put your voice out there, and we will record it for you. And put it I, am more, I am more speaking about your integrity. Okay, what about our integrity? Go right ahead. Uh, yeah, we So we got in terms integrity. of integrity, we, perhaps we, he's... Talk. But Go ahead, Faith. Perhaps, uh, it's okay. I mean, in terms of integrity, I think uh, perhaps the question is, if we were a politician or if we were in a position where we could make some change, would we, um, you know, take the quick, easy money or would we actually fight for, you know, what's what we think is right? And I think that um, the fact that all of us are doing this while we're living in poverty with no expectation of, you know, someone handing us anything just because we're on the air, I think is, um, you know, we're spending our time doing something that we could be using somewhere else. And our time yeah. is just as valuable right. as... Right the time for anybody else. That's a great yeah, case. Yeah. Faye. Look, look at the systemic right. incentives. Uh, whoever wrote that comic, look at the, I think Faye really hit the nail on the head. The systemic incentives are for us to be honest. We have no systemic incentive to, yeah. to not have integrity in what we're doing. So you don't really yeah, have exactly. to judge well, us by our character. You can look at the system and go, yeah, that, that makes sense. Why would they lie? Well, yeah. in addition, yeah. okay. But well, also, so, our character so, is fine if you want to look at our episodes and see who we are. <laughs> yeah, we're, you we're go. Yeah. honest and yeah. transparent, right, most of the time. And uh, the other thing about I got our, nothing our, to hide. But the other thing is, like, you know, we have literally created pet projects from this podcast, right? We're, we're, we're broke as shit, and we're still having these pet projects where we're putting our time and energy into it. Um, you know, we've had, uh, we wanted to raise money, um, in a PAC fund so that, you know, Republicans can run on UBI, right? Like we, we tried to start that here. I forget exactly what it was and how that went. Okay. I'm not going to pretend I remember all the details, but like that was one project. The other thing is we have other people we're working with. I'm personally working with, like, I know myself, I know what I'm doing and I know there's integrity there. I'm willing to volunteer, literally volunteer my time to make sure that a different city can get UBI to its uh, uh, citizens. I'm not even going to benefit from it because I'm not a citizen, right? But I care about these people. And I'm literally going to stay here and take care of this um, situation because it's something I'm passionate about. I think people like Achu are so used to just people not having integrity and people just chasing, like, popularity and, like, doing it because of that. And, okay, like, on that I can see. But, like, you know, you found... If if you're just looking for honest people who just wear their hearts on their sleeves, you found the people right here. Like, I I don't... I'm not hiding anything, and I don't want to hide anything. In fact, I'm the opposite. I want to just let everything out because I feel like that's the best way things work. So, I mean, but now yeah. we're defending ourselves, right? Like now we right. have to be what defensive? Like we, we shouldn't even have to, we shouldn't even have to go to that place. Right. Like that, right. that yeah. just makes it's us just look stupid. more guilty sometimes too. Like, Oh, now you're like making this big old case, but you're hiding. No, really just like do your own the hell research. Are we do your own research. Right. If you don't believe in it. Okay. I remember. Okay. I remember this uh, interesting question coming up on Facebook in the Facebook group that I helped to moderate. It's like the, I think the, the, the biggest, you know, grassroots uh, gang gang group that isn't run by humanity first movement. Um, that it doesn't have any, you know, paid, vol- paid people working on it. So we're a completely volunteer group on Facebook. And um, a question came up 
that relates to integrity. So the question is, sounds like one of those, you know, um, throw it out there questions. Uh, if you had the choice to take a million dollars tomorrow or to make UBI happen for everyone, which one would you take? Would you take the bag of money to that million dollars or would you take the UBI for everyone? And um, so I'd love to hear if anybody has a comment on that. I mean, it's, it's one of those sort of hypotheticals, but I think it's very interesting. Yeah, I will say that I have a tweet from over a year ago with it that quotes an article that says, Some of Andrew Yang's supporters are so fanatical, they say they would rather have him as president than take a million dollars. I retweeted and quoted that article and said, I am one of those. Like, without even a moment's consideration, I know that my world would be better if everyone had a thousand dollars than if right. I had a million. So yeah. it's, it's, okay. it's, it's very wanna, obvious. I I Bottom want to comment line. on what oh, go ahead. I want to comment on what Faye like asked though. So like the million dollars would not get everybody uh you know a thousand dollars a month. But you know like mm. uh so so are we saying like that gets done uh or uh the million dollar right like um because I would take that money and invest it in getting platforms so everyone can get that money right like if 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 it's like. I could attempt to make it possible with a million dollars, right? Because I could do advertising, I could do outreach, I could use that money, right? Uh, but I mean, if they're saying it's, uh, you know, no UBI, uh, like, and like, at all possible, like, no, no, I'm going to use the money that you're offering to make UBI happen, you know, uh, but a million dollars is not going to do a UBI for anybody. I mean, it will, yes, obviously. But not um, for the whole United States. It's not enough, right? But money can make money. But see, people don't believe right. that we would take the UBI over a million dollars right now because they haven't thought it through. Now, if you know math, and we're math yeah. people, right? We're talking about let's make America think harder. Think harder on this. A million dollars is about how much money each of your people, every That's single person people. in your family. <laughs> is going to get over their, a period of their lifetime if we had, say, just a $1,000 a month, like the basic, you know, the universal basic income. $1,000 a month for each person in your family is a million dollars for each of them over a, over a lifetime. So, so calculating the math, if you just do the math, of course you would leave that bag because everybody, every one of your children, every, your parents... Your aunts and uncles, your nieces and nephews, every single person is going to get a million dollars if you let go of that one million dollars right now. So which one would you choose when you really think about it? Of course, I choose the UBI. I mean, I'd, I'd forego it if I knew all three of my children were going to be taken care of. Why, why would I not do oh, that? Uh, uh, I, I think a true is thinking like we're doing this in bad faith. Uh, your fantasy utopia that doesn't exist. I it's think okay. you would take the million dollars. Yeah, it it doesn't matter. Go you like people can believe you can believe what you want to believe, but it's just sad. Yeah. Do the math. Do the math. Just think yeah. how many people do you have in your family? A lot of people think this because they don't have children, perhaps. But if for me, I have three children. If I let go of one million dollars with my children, three million dollars, I'm I'm taking that one. So it's not even, I'm actually acting in my own self-interest when I say this. And that's where the integrity comes from. I've thought it through, right? And this is, this actually makes more sense. Yeah. So it's and not I, actually I, a hard choice. Right. I, I, I just want to see like. That would choose the UBI because it's actually polling at over 60% right now with likely voters. 
So there's a lot more people than Mr. Rich who thinks that would actually choose the UBI over the million. Yeah. I, I just, I just want to know like a true, like what, what's your angle? Why do you not believe in it? Are you willing to debate it or are you just willing to say like, you, you know, you know, just these things like, yeah, that, that, that's the thing because like, I, I, I don't, I don't like this like petty stuff. Like we we want to have like an actual like debate it's and stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. We don't need to feed the crow. It's fine. That's true. Thanks for watching, though. I would Thanks make sure watching. that he yeah. got a thousand dollars a month because I right. love him as a human being. Yeah. Uh, someday when you get your thousand dollars, your two thousand dollars, your UBI, and everyone says, "When we didn't have UBI, life was barbaric," you're going to say, "Yes, I was always for it." Yeah, exactly. I'm going to say I that you know, there's a lot of trust fund babies out there who have. You know, their UBI and it's a lot yeah. more than a thousand dollars a month, right? They're getting it every oh, they're getting every month getting paid. I'm not a trust no, fund no, baby I, I and mean, my, my parents are actually helping me out right now. So, you know, I, I my just, parents have I helped out their know. parents. My parents were helped out by their by my aunts and uncles, their brothers and sisters. And so, you know, if you have family who is willing to help you, uh, what about people who don't have family? You know, they they need that help too. And we as a community yeah. can fund that. So should be done. I just, I just want to know, um, uh, what, uh, a chew, like what, what is your angle here? Is it, is it just that you're frustrated that Yang did the whipped cream thing or like, or are you like a super progressive or Democrat or like just, you know, because it's kind of confusing, <laughs> but yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So, but, but see, we have grown up yeah, where we have yeah. these like uh, magazine articles talking shit about people, right? And we're like, ooh, this celebrity did right, this crazy yes. thing, right? We've been groomed right. into talking about people and not ideas, right? We've we been groomed into gossip. I think that's the problem. We've been groomed into gossip because I think if we were all sitting at an actual round table and a shoe was actually here, like in person, we could see each other's bodies and our faces and, and our facial expressions. He wouldn't be saying half the crap that he's saying in the comments. I think we could be friends, Ashu. Yeah, I yeah. I think, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think we just need to be welcoming to people who have these perspectives, though. You know, um, and, and it's actually just more beneficial for everybody because maybe maybe there is a solid, valid point, you know. But, like, maybe your parents taught you that, you know, doing stuff like that is yeah. wrong and, you know, not sophisticated. And that's okay, right? But if that's your belief, right, that yeah. doesn't affect the policies, right? Like. It does not affect right. the policies. This is why we're humanity first, because we, we've been getting so used to just lobbing accusations and like having gossip. That's that's like the environment. That's like the filth that we don't see. And uh, yeah, go ahead, Michael. What do you think? And not reading past the headline. <laughs> Not reading past the headlines, 100%, 100%. Not Twitter's trying to remind everybody and- now. <laughs> Twitter's always telling you, do you want do you want to read this before you actually re- retweet it? <laughs> I love that now. It's, but here, it's no, funny. no, no, but, but here, this, this, is, this is the, this is what, but he's saying, to be honest, I have been interestingly surprised. You see, we're changing his mind. I thought I was going to be muted on my whipped cream comment. Yeah, we don't do that here. We don't, we don't set, you don't say something and we get pissed off and we just censor you and we tell you to go away. Yeah. Like, just because you're honestly, wrong doesn't mean you're an idiot, like, in total. Right. 
We I'm sure I'm wrong about some things. Why? Yeah, everybody's wrong uh, about some shit. It doesn't mean you got you can dismiss them because they have a wrong about a particular thing. Right, right. This is what this is what he probably thought. He thought he would come in here with that. We get pissed off at him. We just tell him to get lost. We mute him and we just say, "Go away. You're no longer welcome. We don't like you." No, we're not like that. We want to know, like, okay, you think this. <clears throat> What led to you thinking yeah. like this? We so have maybe some, there were some mistakes made along. We, we have some good right? arguments in between ourselves here. We have we have people who are like more traditionally conservative, more just traditionally liberal. We disagree on many cultural issues. We come together because we all agree right, on UBI. Yeah. We want to get this done, and then we can go our separate right, ways yeah. if in our political go our separate political ways. I think you know it's nice to think we'll so, always be friends. So you but know, I think, you know, let, let me, uh, we, we, we don't even agree on everything else. So this wouldn't work if we had yeah, exactly. that. If we had that echo chamber mentality, this kind wouldn't mentality. be a project. Like, what's the point? That's boring. Right. That's already out there. This, right. which and, I'm trying to do something me, different. Say, you know, like, like, like a, a chew. If that was your one problem with Yang, that he did that like uh, whipped cream thing, then it's like uh, you know, I'm glad you 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 came and talked. Let's say there are millions of people like him out there. But they didn't. They didn't say what was bothering <clears> them. Yeah. Then we'd have no idea. So I want to know why. Courage. We want to know why. I really want to know why you feel that way. Can you elaborate on it? Like, why is that to you a good way to make a choice on who should be president? Sincerely answer the question. Yeah. Why? Saying he's saying. Hang on. He's saying I have been led to think like this just by how I have been treated by people with the same perspectives and ideological mindsets as yourself. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, Chu, let me tell you something. Maybe you came from the conservative side. I don't know, but I get it. Like a lot of people, when they see people who like support Trump or conservatives, they automatically think they're bad or they're evil or they're racist or they're this or they're that or they're whatever. Chu, let me tell you something. I came from that side. And, uh, and when I saw Yang's policies, I saw they were rooted in like intelligent kind of like things. And they weren't all about like social justice issues which uh, okay like they're important but but that's why i came to that side so over here just because you may disagree with us on one or two things we're not going to like focus on that and just try to attack you so I'm, I'm glad you said that because because i know that a lot of people who come from the left and maybe maybe a true if you came from the more like conservative side and all you're used to is just getting yeah. attacked getting berated and we we know we're not here to do that just to put a bullet so on it, you, we have, we have so much, like, intra-group conflict that, like, you know, some of my favorite people are, like, not coming on the show because they just can't tolerate each other's views, despite them both being passionate UBI <laughs> advocates. So I think if people who just can't stand each other can agree passionately on this one thing enough to, like, usually work together or work together for almost a year before deciding they've had it, that's a pretty compelling piece of evidence that that thing is probably a good thing to do. That's, that's uh, my, yeah. Anyway, also, yeah. I also wanted to let let uh, you know that uh, we don't have to always talk politics. That's what we try to do is the Yang Gang Roundtable is here to, to help Yang Gang stay cohesive as a group, as a social group, right? Because we're so much more than just UBI. We're human beings that have a lot of, you know, um, we have health issues. We have all kinds of, um, you know, social issues and lots of other types of things going on in our lives. And we need to just be human together. And so we do a lot of social streams that Shale really holds down for us, where we get to just play games and we talk about other stuff and we get to know each other as people. 
And so if you want to just join us for some of those, we could just, uh, you know, first become friends and then talk politics second. Because secondarily, that's, uh, you know, yeah. we work on stuff together. But when when we're not working on that, we still have like 99% of the rest of our lives to live. Uh, so, Shale, so I why can't ask, we be friends, right? Shale, yeah. I want to ask you a question. So, once we get UBI passed, I think like this podcast is still going to be important uh, in order to help us understand how to like make sure. Um, I think it would need to evolve. Hey, um, uh, once once we get UBI, I'm going to be yeah. I'm going to do like a really useless, lazy podcast on like jazz piano or something. I'm just going to fuck off <laughs> and have a good time and retire. So, if you want to continue this podcast, you can be the producer. <laughs> No, that's okay. I mean, I, I, no, I'm not. I'm not working this hard to keep working this hard after we get UBI. No, that's a non-starter. No, so I'm no, cool. I get it. Right. No, okay. Faye, I'm sorry. I, I did a bit. I'll hear you out. I didn't mean to. St- I went to. Oh, anyway, yeah. So go on. He's making a no, joke. I got I mean, too far into right, my joke. Though. Like you're, this, that's the point of the podcast, right? Yeah. Is to get UBI, mm-hmm. and but I think there are a lot of other things that have been uh, very fruitful of these kind of conversations, and yeah, okay. so, like you can evolve on. Yeah, with another your life point in different the, areas. You know, I get that. Yeah. Another point of the podcast is like, hey, we can all learn not to be assholes. How about that? How about how about that for the United States? Learn how not to be an asshole. Learn how to, like, not falsely accuse people of things that you just think. Learn to not scream at them just because they disagreed with you on that one thing. You know, you know, learning how not to be an asshole these days is like an art form. Because, like, our culture is so full of it. So it's like the learn not how to be an asshole, you know, class. Hey, we're decent human beings. Let's, so this, you know. This morning, that. I actually, I had this. This conversation this morning, it took hours, hours of conversation this morning with a friend of mine who's like born again Christian. And he feels that he was absolutely saved, right? When he discovered Christ, when he was like 17 years old or something like that, had this amazing religious conversion experience. And now, but I feel like he often tells me that I like I'm his only friend, right? He doesn't have a church that he goes to because sometimes he feels uncomfortable at the churches. Because they, they're, you know, they make him feel bad in some way. And so, um, so we have this con- long conversation where I basically am telling him, look, it's great that you had all of these things happen to you and that you found something that really works for you. But don't you see that it's preventing you from, you know, like entering, you know, the lives of other people and from socializing like in a normal way, right? Because immediately there's this judgment, right? Like everybody else right. is doing it yeah. wrong. Even church, every other church is I, doing it I, wrong. I, I, only That's my experience folly. is the right one, you know. As, as a society, we, we jump to conclusions too fast. We're not reading in between the lines. It's like, like just like what Josh said. Oh, so, yeah, like, like we're not going past the headlines. I think that's so important. That's how we've allowed these reality T. Te- th- th- that's how like Wait, our society has become a reality TV show. Who did you say said that? I think it was Michael. Michael, Michael sorry. Damn it. Why, why do I keep... Sorry, I have all these names in my head. They just pop in and out. But, uh, but yeah, Michael. You work with a lot of people, Ariel. You I work really with a lot do. of people. You know, yeah. I want to get back to something Faye said. What would happen if we got UBI with this podcast, Faye? What, what, what do you have in mind? I would love to hear. Um, well, honestly, I think there are um, experts that need to be found in order to help guide the UBI to be spent on foundational, like, reconstruction. Hmm. 
Um, and having communications to like teaching each other how to use this UBI to, um, you know, do some of the work that's necessary, you know, um, connecting people to ideas such as like, you know, if you're, um, wanting to start a community garden, like maybe you need to connect with another person and we can get like lessons on that because we've gotten a lot of special guests on, right. And they have, um, expanded our knowledge on how to do things. We've even had like what the grants writer specialist on, we were able to ask questions and it was a platform that has enough, like, um, you know, a good high quality people coming on that we can have these conversations and education, uh, which might've, um, come at a, a financial barrier before. Right. And, uh, you know, like you must pay me to get an hour of my time kind of thing, you know? And, um, but that way we can also break through echo chambers because even when we get the money, um, people, you know, one, they're going to have a big sigh of relief. Like, oh, thank God. <sighs> wait, wait, right? hang on, hang on. Uh, a ch- a truest thing that we tried UBI in Canada was a disaster. No, it wasn't. We've had someone in from from Canada on our show. We had someone in Canada on our show talking about how much it helped her when they did it. And the conservative government said they would stop with it. I don't know, but I can, I can link that to you. I don't know. Who did you talk to that in Canada that it was a disaster because we, we like had someone come on. on. I would yeah, like to elaborate ahead. on that. Um, so her name was Jesse Gollum and she did a, a, a art project where she took photos of people who received UBI pilots and uh, kind of telling their stories. And it was really successful. Um, when they cut the program, one of the people happened to be like homeless beforehand or had a lot of issues right beforehand. Um, and they started getting healthier and had like during the program, they were getting on their feet and everything else was actually working in their favor. And they cut it and that person fucking died. Okay. They died. Oh my God. So, so, so like the UBI brought them back life and then like took it away. Because someone else who promised that it wasn't going to go away took it away when they got office. Okay, that's not okay. This person also like added me to a Canadian group for UBI, and when they got some of the money recently, people were like literally waiting for that money to get in their account. They needed it that badly. They were like, "Did you get it? Did you get it? I didn't get it. I oh, I got it. I got it." You know, and they're getting excited about it, guys. Like, you know, investigate, ask questions, find Canadians. Maybe it was a terrible idea for a couple people, but I think overall. Everybody that I've personally met who has gotten some yeah, form of UBI wait, has yeah, 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 in value in wait, their life. She was saying I can give um, the. He said that's my personal feelings on the matter. So isn't that interesting? Facts don't care about your feelings, Achu. I mean, at the end of the day, if it was implemented in your town and people were happier and healthier and contributing more into society. And, uh, and, and, uh, what, what, you know, and, you know, then, then it just works. So what, what was the name? Maybe I can find her. Did, did, did we record Jessie her on? Gollum. Yeah. She's I, on our, a- she's on our channel, um, at some point. Um, but also we have a podcast, we have the podcast with Jesse Gollum speaking. And so we can link to our podcast at some point if we can find that. And I, um, I, I have, you know, I have the YouTube, I found, I found the YouTube. But, found the YouTube but I want to add to this. That's so awesome. I, I met people in Iowa who received um, uh, $1,000 a month, uh, personally met them and talked to them. And like, I actually was next to somebody when they got told they were going to get 
a UBI. They literally broke down in tears. Okay. And other people are like, yeah, actually I helped pay for some car repairs for somebody else in my family. I was able to help them out. Like, I mean, I literally have interviewed people who've received UBI pilots. This is important. It is very important. And again, this UBI thing, we're talking about it coming from the government because it makes sense as social security, social insurance, that we spread out the cost of something like this for, um, you know, throughout our entire society because we can bear it together, right? But for example, I'm getting something like a UBI from my mom, right? My mom is helping me out because I'm taking care of my son and it's just the two of us in, in this uh, small town community where I don't even know what kind of work I could do that would actually make up that, you know, that shortfall if I were to send my child out, you know, during coronavirus, you know, and all this. So, um, so anyway, uh, but, you know, it shouldn't be her job. It's not her job to provide it for me, even though she is my mother. I mean, it, it shouldn't be her job. Right. She's a person. She could be using that money for things that she needs, you know. It should be something that's spread out because everybody's going to be in that situation at some point in their life, unless you're just super wealthy, right? right. Everybody's in the situation when you're born. You have to depend on your parents to provide you with your living. And then, you know, as you get older, you may need that again as you, you know, as after you reach Tire. You may need it if you're disabled for some time. Oh, you may need here, it if you're here. Here, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. You guys, choose a pull yourself mm-hmm. up by your bootstraps ideology. Mm-hmm. We have created an entire civilization for nothing. It's a handout. Mm-hmm. People made it through the frontiers of America. Created Western civilization. Irish immigrants. Okay, a chew, a chew. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, if I stripped you of all of your money and all of your oh, clothes no. and all of your everything, and I put you. In a part of town that you've never been before, except that, would you just make it on your own? Do it right now. If you can drain your bank account, give it all to charity, give away most of your clothes, give away your house, go to some random town in Canada where you know nobody and make it on your own. <laughs> see. But see, some, some people are born into our, in, uh, the thing is some people are born into society, into poverty. Yeah. And so yeah, there's, exactly. you don't start out with a plot of land. You don't start out with with tools mm-hmm. and everything that you need. And um, it mm-hmm. shouldn't be, you know, like we just blame the parents. We, we as a society are very wealthy and we need to be able to figure out how to help each other and uh, keep things going. So anyway, um, the fact do we have, Achu, we've evolved. Do we have time We're to speak with Michael that? now instead of okay. speaking to Achu? <laughs> Maybe we can that, speak with but, our guest but, now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so um, Michael, um, what are you doing? What are you doing these days in terms of uh, in terms of uh, Yangain engagement? Are you still engaging with that? I I jump on Twitter every little bit if somebody has a question or I can help out. I do. Uh, I don't. Uh, I haven't started phone banking or anything recently. No. <laughs> this is a this is a moment when a lot of us are at rest uh, are sort of resting. But I see that you're still wearing your Yang 2020 shirts, and so you're still representing. Oh, when you're great. I still have my math hat. Yeah. I still I com- have mine too. Yeah. I commonly wear Yang Gang shirts. Like most of my t shirts are just Yang Gang at this point. Signed by him himself. You see that? Mm-hmm. Nice. That's Andrew Yang. <laughs> That's so awesome. You can't ever wash that ever, Ariel. <laughs> oh, I never. No, my, my mom wanted to throw it away. I said, Are you crazy? She wanted to, like, she, she wanted, but she didn't know it was signed by, by Yang. When I told her that, she was like, Oh, no, I'll leave it alone. Oh, and I also got this. <laughs> I don't know what it's worth. That is yeah. so cool. 
I wish your mom was as impressed by all the things that you've been doing as by the word Andrew Yang (laughs) or the the persona of Andrew Yang because you are just as awesome. Yeah, Ariel, I like your passion though. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Ariel, you should... You should sign that, uh, the Andrew Yang figurehead. You should sign it. You should sign it on the bottom with a permanent marker as the creator. I know, why not? Yeah, because because I, I, I just I just think it's important that, that that this this happens because I'm sick of I don't know if it's you and my like all of you can agree with me, but I'm just sick of the mainstream media where we don't we don't get a fair hearing. Just get the headlines. We just get like something in our faces and like you you can like I see I see people do this all the time, you guys. I see people watching like T V shows and like cursing at the anchors and at the people that they're interviewing, they can't hear you, yeah. you know? And people are so used to that. People are so used to watching like the news and like cursing and stuff, but it's just a one way street. So over here, when we can get like a two way street going, it's way better than just cursing at your TV and like, right. That, it's like a spectator you know? sport almost, right? It's like watching football and then never expecting to actually know any of the players and in person or anything, but you just you just you participate right. by getting all worked up at home and you're not right. actually uh, So, yeah. I, I wanted to ask Michael a question. So, um like from from this whole conversation, I I want to hear like what kind of points um maybe uh stood out to you uh, like anything that you wanted to comment on that you didn't get the chance to or like anything along those lines what are you talking about as far as the podcast was concerned yeah so just the podcast we've brought up a lot of different things you know like what um i would love to hear more of your opinions on some of the things that we've talked about well okay uh, i've managed to voice quite a few of them there but uh I think that we need to be really careful just because somebody gives us a pat answer. Uh, that sounds like it's come, like we've heard a thousand times before and, and whatnot, not to close off, not to have our own knee jerk reaction to realize yes. that when somebody's saying something like that, that they're, they're, that's their knee jerk reaction to our situation, <laughs> to what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, they're only able to go off the information that they have on board. And if you're, and, and not everybody's going to reject new information. Like this guy right here is not rejecting new information, guys. He's really not. Right. Read the chat. <laughs> okay. It's going to be a whole lot more productive if we approach things, uh, from, you know, finding out what other people believe and how they feel. And and then offering them new information than to just try to butt heads. <laughs> That's just not going to work. <laughs> okay, yeah, don't be a butt head, right? Yeah, pretty like, much. Like you, you're going to butt heads. You're going to you're going to look like Beavis and butt head. <laughs> I just want to. Yeah, yeah, but but I what but about uh, the oh, whole, and, uh, Andrew Gang running for mayor thing. Do you have any uh, any um, comment or feelings it's about? A great move. I think it's a great move. Uh, I don't believe that he's going to uh, is going to or was ever going to get a, a a position in the Biden cabinet. I think he was just strung along, and that's fine. But I think that if he can uh, go to the hardest job in America, <laughs> being mayor of New York, he can definitely this is build great. an even larger political pull than he already's got than he already has. 
Uh, go, going, going, uh, 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 what is it? So people are actually asking now to, to have a way to have a live, uh, way to interact. And that's great. I think, uh, Shale, I saw CoffeeZilla. He has a thing where he puts the Discord invite and he pins it on top of the YouTube thing. So we should have something. You should have the Discord invite hyperlink and you should pin it so people can always see that and uh we can we can find a way to do that yeah, i sure. think this can we'll, we'll really that, get yeah. to where to where it needs to go because i'm i'm just, just love the interactivity now because i was well, always talking about like getting out of our edu- echo chamber the, the discord yeah. channel also has a, bu- a bunch of links to some articles that we talk about we we post videos we discuss things we you know, also just hang out, right? Like, I think having an area where people can gather and also do research and, like, actually look at what we talk about um, could really boost um, just the knowledge hey. base that they have. No, I just want home. Yeah, that's that's true. Well, I mean, we're taking one step at a time, you guys. The the thing here is, like, it's incremental. And, uh, we're, like, we're, we're, I think we're on our way to reaching that critical mass. I mean, everything is a learning experience. But look, like, like a, a, a shoe, the only way that, that I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, you're a person who believes in, like, work and, like, work ethic. You, UBI would help us do more work because the only reason that you're seeing us and knowing about us right now is because we all started with some money to do this work. Now, if we, if if most of us were in like dire, dire poverty where we couldn't even afford any kind of technology, we wouldn't have the kind of way to even do this work for people to know. And that's what people don't realize. It's not a disincentive to work when you help people with uh, basic necessities. It's an incentive to work because they see that they can go forward. They see that they can climb. If you don't give a person a path forward or you don't see, like like show that person there's a way that you can get out of your situation, their incentive to work actually rots. It actually goes down. I mean, and depression goes up, right? Like and I mean, and then and then up. coping mechanisms go up and then like really then you're just kind of like not as useful too, right? Cuz maybe now you're just yeah. drunk and crying, right? Yeah. So that's not actually going right, to exactly. much work uh towards uh being right. successful because maybe and, you're crying And this this thing you, I bought. Yeah, see you're able <laughs> go to ahead, buy Faith, stuff. Sorry. No, but like the thing yeah, is I'm able like, to buy stuff and 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 the quality is getting better. You know why the quality is getting better? Because of money. Because we have access to better things because of money. That way we're able to work. Money enables work. It doesn't stop people from working. Well, it, it, as another example, when you got your stimulus check, you were able to get um, that uh, drone, right? And you were able to yeah. get drone footage. And I can use some of that in my documentary that I'm making, right? And so, like, you can actually contribute to other people's projects because you were able to afford something that, one, is a great hobby for you, but two, can be used when people that, like, Now, if I I got, let me just say, if I got $1,200 in food stamps, I couldn't use it on that. I couldn't use it to work. I couldn't use it to invest in myself. I could only use it to eat. Right. It would yeah, be and then not only that, a certain- they ensure that you can't use it for a business because it's illegal. Like you can't go and buy something right. 
and then use that food to actually start a business. It's it's literally part of the uh, the program that it's illegal for you to use it to buy candy or something and then resell it. You can't feed anybody else, That's- even if you're living in the same house with them. Technically, you can't feed your right. sister even so, if she's feeding you. So, so it's I, like and, and so much craziness. Yeah, I want to chime in. <laughs> and, there. and there's yeah. only. Oh, go ahead, Faye, and then I have something. Okay, so when I went to help in Iowa at the sorority being house that they had, you know, um, whether it be illegal or not, I was able to help feed, you know, almost a dozen people with my food stamps. I hadn't been using them, right, because other people had been providing food for me while I was traveling. And I was able to provide literally dozen people food because I had that money, right? And, so we and think that's, that's like, wonderful, but the law says that's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, I could be in trouble for literally anything in my life because I I have this desire to give, right? And, like, I could be punished for that. That, that seems so, like, crazy right. to me. And, and when, I, when I was getting the uh, unemployment boost, I, I was, like, going on shopping sprees and stuff. I bought, like, a chemistry set. I did all sorts of, like, fun things. But but at a certain point, I kind of got bored. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I want to contribute. I feel like I want to, like, make something. I feel like I want to actualize my life. There's only so much, like, shopping sprees and, like, buying frivolous stuff you can do. Until, like, for me, I just, I'm just like, okay, I'm bored yeah. now. Like, I, I, just, I just get, like, I don't even the, want to, you know. That's the reality of human nature. If you look to real life... Like the reality of human nature is that bored people just do something to give back because it's it's in their nature. It's human nature to contribute to the community that you find yourself in. You know, uh, even if you, you might be, uh, you know, someone people call at- any any kind of right. <laughs> you can look at a gaming community where where yeah. I mean nobody stands at start and does nothing. If you're if you're in the game, you're there to play. You're there to do something. I mean, even if there was no, uh, you know, scorekeeping, but you'd be extremely bored just sitting around doing nothing. So people just don't you enjoy. Know, being I mean, bored. think they about being productive. Yeah, laziness is actually kind of a myth. Yeah. Is the thing. Laziness is yeah, kind exactly. of a myth. And and and, well, and I'm to, loving Michael's. Um, well, well, I just wanted just, to call the quickly. time, Ariel. It's there's about five then, minutes left um, based on our original schedule, and I'd like to respect, you know, our guest's time. And just make sure that uh, we get a chance to say goodbye to everybody. So, um, do we yeah. uh, do we want to go ahead and start closing out? But, go ahead and say the but, last but, uh, things that you wanted to say. I think that that Mike's actually doing a great job in the comments, uh, uh, kind of like um, uh, educating a shoe. I think it's a lot of that misconception that a shoe has that it's cost too much and that we can't afford it. When you know we spend trillions on war. And how much money did we just spend on the bailouts? So, uh, uh, you know, you know, I think, I think it's, it's like when more information is unearthed, these people will inch closer and closer to our side. I think, I think that's, that's the important thing. And, and uh, like, like, and and thank you, Michael, for like coming on. And like, I I know we didn't have like, like we we had time to like talk, but, but I'm, but yeah, but I'm, but I'm glad. Yeah. Go ahead. I appreciate you guys having me on. And if I have more time, I can come on for you guys as a, just a regular, not necessarily a guest. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like every, we would love to have you on anytime you'd like. Just anytime you want, come on. I post the schedule every Thursday. 
check the schedule. If there's someone you want to talk to, just pop on in. You don't have to announce yourself. You can lurk. You can talk as much as you want if you feel intalkative. Uh, we're glad to have you. It's very <laughs> casual. So very good to meet you. And thank you again for coming on. It's, uh, our, we have a text channel. Yeah, the text channel is called Schedule. And that's where the schedule is posted yeah, in our every Discord. Thursday. So. Thank you for clarifying that's for That's how me. you know yeah, when, when to come. So, Ariel, do you want to do your um, closing first? Yeah, sure. So, um, my name is Ariel. Uh, as you can see in the comments, I have a YouTube page called uh, youtube.com slash revolutionary thinking. Uh, uh, in, interesting things, actually, uh, CoffeeZilla name dropped me again, but it was... It was for a hilarious reason, but like, I'll, I'll talk about that on my channel. And, uh, I am also on Twitter at Ariel's Ariel's. So that's at A R I E L S A E R I A L S. Uh, message me if you feel like come check something's out. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad to be on here. Awesome. Okay. And, um, let's, uh, actually, my name is Feku and, uh, you can find me at Palestine Math on Twitter and myself on Facebook. And come check out the uh, Yangain Report live because uh, we just had a really, really good uh, stream about um, a friend of mine who lives in my small town and has a uh, uh, some really good things to say about the criminal justice system. And he's also offering a prize of um, $1,000, I think, if you're able to uh, make a video after oh. you read his book. So it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Michael, did you have um, some sort of uh, social media that you'd like people to connect with you on? Well, you guys are welcome to reach out to me on Twitter, um, at Michael for Yang on Twitter. Uh, you'll see a pretty nice little picture of me as a... Master as a, Roshi. As a, <laughs> yeah, it's nice. pretty cool. I like that is it. very funny. And I like it. Visitor and Viz is an excellent artist. She's awesome. Oh, yeah, she is really great. Uh, I'm on... Yeah, uh, she's on my Twitter timeline all the time. I'm love, totally jealous. I'd love to have her on the show sometime. Yeah. Very cool. Let's invite her. Yeah. <laughs> I have before. Oh, I think. she would love to come on. You she know, has I, her own little podcast I, as well, guys. If memory serves, she was. Nice. I actually, she was among the initial batch of invites I, think I sent out to about two dozen people. It's time to try again. Let's That's try again, baby. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask her. If all she right, wants to show and up. I'm sure she'll answer me. <laughs> yeah, and also ask uh, ask the other Michael, Michael Patrick. When you get a chance. Oh, sure. I can do that too. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, okay, definitely so, got, okay. he's definitely willing to, to, to ver- verbally express his opinions. Trust me. Well, the reason <laughs> I really wanted to get him on is because he, he made some comments about TikTok recently that um, I think uh, would be cool to, to actually have an episode where we get to talk more about TikTok because uh, Faye Doni are, is, is uh, pioneering that for us on our, on our podcast, and she's doing a great job. So, uh, but at the same time, like the Democrats in uh, in my area actually, you know, said that we were not going to use TikTok whatsoever for political action because of all this China stuff, which just uh, just blows my mind. Like, just you know, just signaling. so much engagement in this China hate everywhere. Right. Like, we they, can't you know, let China take over this place. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> Hypocritical. So, I mean, it's an American company, you know, with some Chinese investors. I mean, how many, how many companies is that? does that equate to in our country so many so many corporations now have investors come on so anyway all right uh, Faye Doni do you want to tell us more about your TikTok or other social media platforms 
Yes. Hello. Hello. Um, so I want to just do a couple things real quick. So uh, if you want to reach out to me, um, my twi- uh, TikTok, Twitter, and Twitch is under um, Tisdoney, T-I-S-D-O-N-E-Y. You can watch, um, you know, Twitter is kind of like the commercial into my life. Twitch is kind of like the episode of my life. And twi- uh, Twitter is kind of where I just like have all my like activism friends to message. So, you know, whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, if you want to contribute financially to what I'm going through and trying to achieve here, um, my Venmo is Arch by Doni, my Cash App is Faye Doni, and my PayPal is um, Pulling a Doni, and that's all in the uh, the credits. Um, but additionally, uh, I I have some people I need to find and talk to, uh, and that includes architects. I need to understand more about building and foundations and like how that can work. Because uh, if we're going to rebuild some of these uh, towns, I need to understand like what does it mean to have good bones for a building, right? Stuff like this. Um, and uh, also ecologists, anybody who understands like trees and plant health, I need to learn more about that. If you guys know anyone, please like try and invite them on the show or whatever. Um, but please reach out to me if you do know stuff about this. Ecologists, huh? And this is for the the um. The there town? are some. Well, there are some trees that look like they've been like they look dead and it's not like a fall kind of dead it looks yeah. like they're just dead kind of a, a, a blight i guess is the word something i'm, I'm, it, I'm yeah. i just need to learn more because i don't actually know enough to like be like yes this is something i need yeah. to be aware of um so uh you know i kind of looked up like what a dead tree like how to tell it's you check under the bark blah 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 but like you know i need to ask some questions um, so you're looking for like arborists Yes, yes. That's the but, All right. Yeah, okay. Uh, arborists, which my grandpa might actually be able to help me with this, so I don't know. <laughs> but, um, uh, what is you know, your, does your grandpa know about your situation and all that stuff? Like, what's up there? Like, have you been you know, in touch? You know, my family briefly kind of knows what I'm going through, but I don't think my family cares as much about what I'm actually doing with my life. I think my cousin cares, you know, and maybe a couple other people, but they don't necessarily show much investment in my life. And that's just something I've kind of had to come to terms with. So (laughs) it's hard. We have a very nuclearized society, a very atomized society. So we're all, you know, divided, put off from our families a lot of. But I mean, I, I, I talk to them every week, so it's not like I don't talk to them. But um, they don't yeah, but I mean, but their ideas are so different from yours. What they believe is reality is different oh, from sure. their experience, and that's kind of the real problem. I feel like even they if only you talk to their is the master yeah. at something that I'm. I I thought I was a master at, but she's a master at um, you know finding the the new family, you know, the new gang. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> that that you know. That can uh, make up the shortfalls. So she finds the people she needs to, to bring in um, that that actually do care about her work. So yeah, I, I, I just I, I gave up trying. Right, like whatever. That's a waste of energy. I could cry about it or just move on. You know, um, but that's okay. But, Life goes on. Yeah, Maybe but one family day members have have other needs. Uh, they can fulfill other needs that you have. You know. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, but that's all, all I right. have to say. Uh, I guess Shale's the last one, or. Hey, so, have you usually done this out because he's got our radio voice. <laughs> oh, it's a great show, guys. Uh, thanks for watching. Um, my name is Shale Riley. 
my, my name is Shale Riley. My Twitter is Shale Riley, S-H-A-E-L-R-I-L-E-Y on Twitter. Thank you. Um, great show, everybody. We'll be back next weekend with more basic income advocacy. Stay in touch. Keep fighting the good Wait, fight. Don't hit the button. Because I wanted to tell people about this amazing uh, game that we played. Oh, AI Dungeon? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I'm going to do it again next weekend. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm already going to definitely do it again before next weekend. I'm just going to definitely do some AI Dungeon stream maybe tonight. <laughs> we'll see. But, uh, if you see me playing, come, come on in. If you see me playing AI Dungeon, feel free to jump into the voice chat. But why and, aren't we doing that on Twitch? Can we can we also yeah. can we stream that to Twitch? Because yeah, it can. seems like a gaming thing. It, it is. More. And we would definitely get a viewership on Twitch. Just I can only stream to one or the other. And I'm already set up for YouTube. And it seems when we switch, we run into more logistical problems. So my new strategy is I'm only going to do YouTube. And if uh, no one streams to Twitch, no one streams to Twitch. Uh, okay. <laughs> we're getting more engage we're we're getting more engagement on uh YouTube anyway. But, yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I think I'm holding down the Twitch fort over here. Well, cool. If you so, see me streaming uh, to YouTube, come jump on and stream to Twitch. <laughs> well, we're playing this game called AI Dungeon, and it. it's been really awesome. I think you should come by and check it out, Ariel, because uh, I don't know if you play games, but this is a text-based yeah. adventure, and it's really like you're writing a story together. Yeah. So it's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure with the AI is filling in pieces. As you go. So you take a turn, the AI gets a turn, and then your friends take a turn, and it just continues on like that. And it, it was pretty wild. It's been pretty interesting. It was, like, fun. I, I remember, like, when I, when I did, like, a coding thing, me and my uh, friend made a game, and we called it the Labyrinth Tory. So it was a lab and a labyrinth where you can, like, choose, like, what potions do you want, what directions you want to go. <laughs> It was, it was a funny word. I always thought laboratory and labyrinth kind of sound the same. Labyrinth. So I put them together and called it labyrinth-tory. Yeah, that you could do that in AI Dungeon. <laughs> it's a laboratory. Oh, man. Right, yeah, yeah. Wait, well, you you can briefly, synops- briefly can that. you synopsize our AI Dungeon game from last night? <laughs> do you want- from last night? Or, or, or you know, you can do, I don't know, night. you can do both or either. But, yeah, I mean, we haven't talked about... Saturday night's AI dungeon game at all yet, so please, I'd love to hear your synopsis and relive the magic. That was, uh... Oh, the magic was the, uh... <laughs> the return I think of Diston, uh, for one. The... Well, Diston came and played himself, mm-hmm. so he was, like, one of the few normal human uh, characters. He was the only one. And so he just kept dying over and over. <laughs> because <laughs> I got to play the flying spaghetti monster, and, uh, you know, gods don't die, so that didn't happen to me. And then, uh... And uh, Shale got to play his uh, Count Dracula again. It was like right. Halloween. That's right. <laughs> but I think that's one of your goth characters that you enjoy playing. You got me. Yeah. Even you got when me you're pinned. doing music. You got me pinned. <laughs> so I think we had Moto was there and <laughs> yeah. Jason, and we just had a ball. I, yeah, I mean, everybody. I think Santa Claus was one of the characters. We also had a character. Um, oh, <laughs> it was Sting <laughs> in a banana hammock. <laughs> A banana hammock? Yes. All right. So. And, and the, I like, it was oh, left ambiguous boys. which sting Whoa. it was, the, the professional oh. wrestler or the musician. And then, like, we decided it was the musician. Right. But initially, it was it deliberately ambiguous. It a strength I, I of the textual medium. I got to go. We've, we've really, oh, thank you, Michael. It's really great, great to have you. Well, uh, <laughs> I hope to see you again. Goodbye. Have a good night. See you again. See you, Michael. Bye. But but we we really need, made this issue into an our ally because he's really enjoying himself now and he's like saying like how now now he's complimenting our show. Good, really, thank you. Really I'm glad you enjoy the show. show. 
Join us for AI Dungeon if you can, uh, yeah. then Shale will, I don't know, put it up on his schedule yeah. at some point. <laughs> All right. So, so, so should, I, uh, should I stop? Uh, the for your it's on Thursday. I always put a schedule on Goodbye, Thursdays. Bye. 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 Bye, everyone.